Welcome to the Conversations with New Zealand Photographers podcast. I'm Andy Spain. This week I'm talking to Harvey Benj. I first came across Harvey from a Dowie Lewis publishing newsletter I received as an email. Dowie's been a photo book publisher long before it was cool to be one and has printed the work of Martin Parr, Simon Norfolk, Simon Roberts and many others whose precious books I have on my bookshelf. I was surprised to see a Kiwi photographer um, with Dowie Lewis all the, all the way over in Manchester in the UK. So I checked him out and found out his photo book career has been prolific, covering many cities uh, across the world and many, many titles. The work is fast and furious and with a great sense of energy. It's really hard to categorise but takes at its starting point street photography, be it Tokyo or Auckland or Paris or London, but not a style that's about decisive moments but capturing formal elements of the streets shot in an informal style with uh, lots of colour and movement um, and punctuated with images that are taken specifically for a project, for the project, like in a studio or more arranged to help propel the narrative. So Harvey speaks of his flow of images in a photo book as being like a recipe, adding a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um, to bring together the cohesive, cohesive edit um, with images bouncing off each other and propelling the reader along. Uh, I met with Harvey in March 2019 at his home and studio in Auckland. I'm afraid the cicadas were rather loud outside and my editing on ad, on Audacity isn't the best, so um, the sound goes a bit funny towards the end. I'm still getting used to this podcast thing. Anyway, enjoy. Harvey's a really lovely guy. Really um, good of him to give up the time to meet me, and I think this is a really good chat. Thanks. Bye. So I wanted to know about your background. Of is this Has this been... You know, I'm not asking you for this is your life, but no. whether you is it have you always done photo books? Have you always done photography? What's your what's your photographic no, I, background? Which, I haven't I haven't always done photography. Um, my father was an accountant and he had a rolly and various lighters, M three and so forth. And that's what hooked me um, into photography. Um and in the late 60s, early 70s, I, I shot a lot of stuff in Auckland uh, in, in black and white and had a dark room and printed them up. I then uh, spent far too many years um, as a commercial slob um, working in the advertising business, not on the creative side, but as a strategist. And um, for a period, I ran a multinational American agency here in Auckland and then I had my own agency for 10 years. My uh, partner, domestic partner and business partner decided she wanted to um, go to film school and I look how, looked how amazing that was for her and I thought, well, screw this, I'm going to uh, <laughs> get out of it. We sold the business, went to live in Paris for a while and, um, you know, that's about... 20, nearly 25 20, years okay, ago. Right. Yeah. So um, I've i just been making, I decided that um, the focus of my practice would be books because it gave a breadth to the work and it gave finality to the work and it gave, it gave a focus to making the work. Um, yes, I've I've exhibited in all sorts of places, but um, I think so often pictures that I make and pictures that I see don't actually work all that well on the wall. 
they do in the book. There are, however, some pictures that work better on the wall and not uh, in the book. So, um, so that's quite a, a big leap from giving up and selling your business to being a successful photo book publisher. Well, okay, I saw your face then. When I say successful, I suppose that's how you define well, success. It's, it's Prolific. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, that little... That little thing between, you know, you're giving up, you're, you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to live a creative life. Yeah. How, you know, tell me something more about that process, about how it, how you met the publishers, how you, well, you were just um, in Paris and you uh, hung out yeah, with yeah, I mean, no, Paris. I'd been going back and forth to Paris way before we decided to go and live there. Um, and um, I, I like what Woody Allen says. Woody Allen says that 90% of life is showing up and it's true. So... I've been going to the Rencontre de Havre, um, Paris Photo since the beginning, and Photo London since the beginning. And the, the international art photo world is very small. Everybody knows everybody. And eventually, you you know, I know that all, I know most of the publishers. I know many of the other photographers, and um, people I think tend to do business and work with people that they know and they like. Um, some people like me, others don't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's how it happens, you know. And you had to—I mean, you had to have already shot something to show them. I mean, you must have been that. Even that initial process must have been hard about coming from from it quite fresh. You know, I have my first, like anyone who has their portfolio to show or their dummy book to show, quite a leap to kind of actually. Put it well, out there. It's, and... it's a sort of a, you know, it's a step by step process. And I mean, there's a lot of luck involved here as well. I mean, I the first book I did, what, for grief, 26 years ago, I'm guessing now, uh, Four Parts Religion, Six Parts Sin, which are just pictures of Auckland. Um, this was my sort of um, cleansing process, getting out of advertising. <laughs> um, and I then. Um, had another book idea. I went to Paris, spoke to Marval Publishing, and they wanted to do it, but they would only do it as a co-production. And I said, go and talk to Dowie Lewis. So I took the Eurostar and uh, trained to Manchester on a wet, miserable, cold, wet day, sat in a wimpy bar with uh, Dowie, and he said he'd do it. And that's, you know, over 20 years ago. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have a good working relationship. We get on and, um, you know, he's a man that I like and respect and trust, you know, and I think that's huge. I, I probably met him about the same time. I was, let me think, no, it was more like 20 years ago or something after I'd just done an MA in photography and I must have shown him such rubbish work. But he was very kind, so I, I do appreciate. I do appreciate that as well. Was there? I think I, I sort of don't know whether you read those questions I sent over at all. But I, I, I interviewed David Cook um, for this, and he, he's a thoroughly nice. Guy. He's nice is the word. Doesn't guy. even explain him. He's and just a great photographer. He's, he's great, isn't he? Again, another person who I felt I knew the name, but until yeah. I saw that book, no. and he told me about his decades going back to the same spot and knowing everyone and knowing everything about that land. I just didn't appreciate no. it. And he, he, he's made me think, I, 
more about the power of photography. He 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 came out with um, when I said to him, "How did um, you know what was it about photography?" You know, thing. When I first opened the podcast, and he paused for about thirty seconds, and I thought, "Oh my god, <laughs> what's going on?" And he came out with, "I didn't find photography. Photography found me," which I've just always loved. Now, as an opening thing to ask people, you said it was your dad that got you into it. Was there a was there a moment? Because I'm sure your dad was into lots of things. It was photography you picked up on. You know what? What was that defining moment about photography, I, I rather than painting or all mean, these other um, things? You know, uh, I mean, when I left school, I mean, the op- the range of tertiary options yeah. were narrow. He wanted me to be an accountant. He yeah. completely forgot that maths and I don't agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, my my inner workings are creative. You know. And I mean, I enjoy looking at paintings um, or sculptures. Sometimes uh, pre- it's preferable to looking at photographs. You know, <laughs> you know and I, when I'm in Paris or London, I mean, I head straight to Babour, the Pompidou Centre, or Tate Modern, and uh, you know, go and look at a Roscoe for a while. Yeah. To set your hair on end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested in how you integrate the personal and the public in your books in the sense that um, you know, I've been looking through and I've been struggling with trying to get a full understanding of the flow of walking around a city, you finding those perfect formal arrangements that you take the snap of, mm. then there's a nude or then there's something else that's almost studio, look like it might be studio based, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just interested in how that how that flow works in well, your work? I, you know, I often think in, in music terms or even in cooking terms. I mean, if you're going to invite people around for an eight-course meal, you don't serve eight courses of right. potatoes, do okay. you? Yeah. You know? And I think well, this is what I love about photo books. One picture next to another creates a particular dialogue, and I don't want to necessarily put two very similar, um, say, um, street scene pictures together because I don't think there's a frisson, if you like. Yeah. Whereas if I put a picture of a back alley next to a nude, say, yeah, um, it's going to create what I call a what the fuck moment, if you yeah. like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, I I want to make the what the fuck moments rather than what I call the so what moments. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much, so I make a shitload of so what pictures as well. Yeah. But I don't want to, I want to eliminate those and create this sort of um, work, a book work that sort of pulses with some sort of energy. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And which are, are where the work's raising questions. You know, in the knowledge there are no answers anyway. When I walked in downstairs, you've got another edit laid out on the kitchen table so that comes at the edit stage. You're kind of you're work seeing what images work together and how you can create that yeah. frisson at that yeah. stage. Yeah. And interestingly enough, there are no portraits in that work at okay. all. Right. It? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, people have. I mean, Ron Brownson at the Auckland Art Gallery said, "Oh, Harvey, you really love your portraits," and I sort of don't see myself as a portrait maker. Um, and yet, I have made portraits, and yes, yeah, some of them work. So, when you're coming up for the ideas for your next book, and it's often city-based, like this is Tokyo, you know, or or whichever, um, 
how what's the kind of conceptual framework above that where you might think I'll throw in these portraits or these um, stage shots how, how does it how does it flow I think I, I think I listened to another podcast you did or something on the internet good old internet where you talked about the next one being is it truth or you're working the idea yeah, of truth well, I- is that is that is it a word? Is it? Well, that's, you know? that's interesting because um, if I go back through my workbooks, I find ideas, and I I go back. Good God, I wrote that a year ago, and I've rewritten it. You know, and I like I'm interested in the notion of truth because truth is opposite to untruth. So, and what does a photograph um, offer you the truth? No, it doesn't because it's a it's a, an edited version of what I saw out there, you know, and you can move the camera 100 mils and it becomes a different notion. Yeah. So you mentioned um, Japan. I mean, my next book with Barry Lewis is um, called Nothing Eventually, and it's I've gone back and done an edit of pictures from three trip, different trips to Tokyo in a number of years, and... Um, the sort of pivotal images in that book are five images of Harajuku girls. And the first one, which is, I guess, my my sort of pivotal portrait of all time, is what I call my Tokyo girl number one picture. And um, that's on the cover. And... Um, so that's a, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's know, the that's, one that sprang to mind. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's Rachel. a dummy of the book. Yeah, and the other that's the other four portraits are um, are through the book. And I mean, what what interests me is pinning down an idea. And I mean, I write ideas prolifically in my work. Okay. And I, <clears throat> I may, you know, I'm ending up working on three or four different ideas at once. Yeah. I'm interested in different potential edits, sorts of edits that you can do. Paul Graham is very good at, at, yeah. at what a great throwing photograph. a spanner in the notion of editing, you know. And with this Tokyo book, um, I sort of started with a with very straight, benign, urban street scenes. And then suddenly I've put three or four uh, black and white, almost... Um, Moriyama, Daido Moriyama type narrow little alley shots. Mm-hmm. And then I've I've thrown in one of the portraits. And the portraits I've sort of ranked um, from pleasant sort of young women to the ones at the end, women that would make slit your throat in a dark night. Thing. And each portrait has a blank page next to it. The first portrait I've put a 25% grey tint next to it. The next portrait is a 50% grey. The next portrait has a 75% grey. And the last portrait is, has a black page next to it. And the book descends, picking up the notion of nothing eventually, because the last pictures are into the neon and the sex and the whole sort of incredible um, dra- drama you find in Shinjuku. In, uh, mm-hmm. So that gave me the opportunity and the idea of doing a completely disrupted sort of an edit, you know? Yeah. Because I think so so often edits are done um, by way of gut feel. Yeah, know? yeah. And um, I struggle, for example, with the idea of um, 
people seem obsessed with putting uh, white pages into photo books and increasingly it annoys the shit out of me because I think it, it's just been put there by accident, you know? You know, it's it's a random sort of placement, you know? I d yeah, I, I suppose there's those books that are a lot slower than yours that you make use of it in terms of the... It's a wider shot, it's a slow image that you can spend time looking at. Yours... I, you, you look through one of your photo books. I kind of want to take a breath afterwards because it's yeah. so furiously fast, isn't it? The the angles, the color, every page, picture, picture. There's no relief of text normally no. anywhere no. to anchor the meaning. So it, so it's it's just very fast and furious. I find, yeah. and it and which really resonates, I assume, with your process of going around a city and shooting yeah. in a big manic mega city. Yeah. How how often is your shooting? Is it is it uh, is it is it constant? Is it um, you know is there? Do you think I've seen the shot, or you you know I'm taking it, or are you just constantly taking thousands no, of these I, amazingly I'm, big I'm cities? I'm just constantly shooting. Yeah, and I mean there are there are particular pictures I look for. Um, I'm interested in the idea of signifiers because there are certain signifiers that come preloaded with stuff. A cross. A heart, um, just a everything. Ladder, yeah, a ladder, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Everybody's experienced hearts. Everybody's experienced ladders, and I'm so I look for stuff like that because that that is a sort of a an open window, if you like, for the viewer to um, bring their experience to to a a cross, like there's a cross on the back. Yeah, yeah, of that book. Yeah. Know? You know, it's hard work, and I mean, I was in—I've um, been invited in uh, October to a photo book festival in Aarhus, um, oh, in yeah. Denmark, and as their guest, and they wanted me to talk about New Zealand photo books, which I did, and I shot a shitload of pictures in Aarhus, um, and um, then I was invited to teach in. Madrid, which I did, and I stayed longer and shot a shitload of pictures there. Had a few days in Paris, a few days in London. I shot 1,503 pictures, and I reckon there are probably six that are any good. In in Aarhus? In the whole... Okay, and Madrid. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and interesting. whether I was having an off period, what, I don't know. What's your shoot rate normally? Uh, in Tokyo, or...? Uh, well, uh, in film in film terms, I probably shoot five rolls a day. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's hundred and fifty. Yeah. Images or yeah. more. Um, but I guess with digital, my shoot rates not much higher than that. Yeah. I'm still trying to understand better your your process of when you're going around the cities and when you're shooting. I don't know why. I don't know why you've explained it lots. But um, do you think the the idea for a book comes more from the edit. I suppose when I'm, what I'm saying is when you're shooting in the city, are you shooting with that thing like truth or whatever the idea for the book yeah. is in your head? Or is that coming more from the fact I've shot another lot in this city and from it, because I've shot so many, I can select I can select what meaning I want to bring to the book about this idea. Or am I trying to rationalise it all far too much? No, no. I mean, um, the book which will follow yeah. this Tokyo book... Yeah. Um, is a book about dreams and it's divided into seven 
dreams over a week, one one dream a day, and I wrote the I wrote a sentence describing each okay. dream. So I, you know, one was about sex. So if one of the dreams is about sex, I need pictures of about sex. Yeah. And if I'm looking for pictures about sex, I'll go and shoot pictures about sex, specifically thinking, right, I need a picture okay. that looks like that. Yeah. Or I will intuitively go out and I'll look at and say, hmm, there's a picture that works yeah. for sex. Yeah. Or I'll go through my archive, I'll type in to find sex. Oh, wow, okay. And that will come pictures that you're organized. sex. Yeah, you know? yeah. So... Those are those are the three sources. Yeah, yeah. A deciding I need a picture that looks like that. Yeah. B shooting intuitively, and C dredging through my archive. You perfectly answered it now for me. Okay. You perfectly <laughs> answered it now for me. But you know, I might. So I might end up with a file um, with five or six hundred images, where knowing that I'm only going to need between sixty to eighty images. Yeah. I want to go back to that thing when I was saying earlier about it feels like such a rush, your work, because it's just so, it's kind of stream of consciousness almost. Mm. Well, I thank yeah. you for that. I like that Good. description. Good. Yeah. Is that, I can't say, is that intentional? I mean, it's obviously intentional. It's there yeah. in your book, but it's, um, it feels, when you talk about the white pages, for example, there's a lot of slow photography these days, especially in more contemporary documentary. Mm where, you know, it is the contrived shot where something, you know, contrived as in the sense the photographers might be there knowing exactly the elevation, the angle, the position, and let everything come into it in the way that they want. Yours is very opposite. Well, I think think every photographer's work reflects their personality. For example, Simon Roberts, who's a... His work was what was in my head when I was saying that. Yeah, yeah, I uh, absolutely love his stuff. He's a lovely guy, and I love his stuff, but he's a slow photographer. He's very slow, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, I'm a a full-on bleh sort of a person, and my work reflects it. Yeah. And I'm impatient. I like things done my way now. If not, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there or it's not there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or is he waiting? So I always, it's the one that's always in my head with him is the um, when he documented that election in the UK, I don't yeah. know, it was eight years ago or something. Yeah. Yes, those shots were just oh, a, standing on top of a, his motorhome. Yeah, there's, there's a street shot yeah. looking down into a group of people yeah. on the road. And yeah. I mean, to get that, I could not. Unbelievable. Shot <laughs> yeah. I would have screamed out, Oi! Yeah. <laughs> Move over here, you brick. And and he to, to get the the moment because he's shooting five four I think isn't yeah. it? And you think to get the moment is just incredible, really yeah. really incredible stuff. Yeah. That's good. Glad glad <laughs> that we're thinking the same. And it's it's kind of I, that I, I don't know whether that's because I like that stuff. It feels like that's been the fashion for a while now. That slow documentary. Uh, maybe it's just what I look at more than your fast stream of consciousness work, and yours obviously reflects. The city, as we, as we said, and I like that whole thing in one of the Japan books. I keep forgetting the name. It's got lots out of the library now, um, where you are kind of putting you are as you are here, isn't it? You are here, because of course that's what I was going to say. On the cover. Yeah, yeah, and the way that you know you get lost in this city, and you're sort of from time to time, there's a landmark or there's something that you're able to understand where you are again. And I just yeah. love that kind of idea of 
the flanner walking lost in the city and well, just I, snapping I love away. That you are here shot because yeah. um, <laughs> it was of a map all in Japanese. Yeah. And the only English was you are here. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, how the hell did you know where you were? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. And I find that with that book generally because not only do you generally avoid any text. Is that fair to say from the books I've looked at? There's there's not very much other than the one you did with Jerry Badger, you know, which was Um, a different type of thing, uh, really. Yeah, yeah, which, um, what the hell was that for? (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) You looked the other day, I should know, shouldn't Um, I? I was talking, Jerry was at this festival in Denmark. Right. uh, You know, I've known Jerry for years as well, but we only ever bump into each other at these festivals. Hello, yeah. Harvey. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Chat for about a minute and yeah. then bugger off. But this time we had several dinners together. And he said he said to me, Harvey, I don't know why people put texts in photo books. He said, no one ever reads it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you're right, Jerry. You know, and this is, you know, that, that would be a nice little income yeah. sort of stream for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's interesting. I thought that when I was going through your book, how it's not just that no one ever reads it, but there's a way of the text giving the image a meaning, which I get the impression you want to leave it a bit more free-flowing mm. than that, mm. so that it's just a visual essay mm. without any way of saying, read it this way, because mm. I want you to read it this way. So no, it's a much right. more free-flowing no. experience. <clears throat> I mean, the, But the Japanese one is even harder for me looking through it, because I didn't even, like, obviously can't understand the language either. No. So it's like very... You know, it confuses me more. There's no way of understanding no, where I am. And the work has to be open to uh, to be read, you know. And I mean, if it's and that, that's why I don't. I'm just not interested in photographing the surface of things. Yeah. You know, because there's nothing there. You know, the the book is the book's closed, and before you even start. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Referring to a conversation we had earlier. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was being more facetious at the end here with my little question ideas. Read both ways, but have you made it? Um, or are you looking for... Are you, but in, in both the ways, in have you made it? Are you happy with what you've produced? Um, but yeah. also, are you still looking for something in the images? Because I feel that with that frenetic looking in all your books, it feels like you're, you're constantly searching for the image, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I've said within a... Well, as I said earlier, downstairs that um, we can always always do it better. Yeah. I mean, John Gossage says that um, do an edit, uh, sign off on it, and then do it again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it can always be done better. And in terms of making it, what the fuck's that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Making what? I mean, um, I I think I've made it if I can get out of bed in the morning and come up to my studio and feel as if, as if, enthusiastic as I did yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing it for me. If a few people like what I do, that's great. If people don't like what I do, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. You know? That was that was great what you were saying and downstairs that, you know, you are you running more Auckland based? Um you do your workshops. I haven't I haven't done workshops for a while. The yeah. last one I did was with Roger Ballon. Yeah. And which was great. And I did that at home. I did have a relationship with AUT, and they provided accommodation and um, and a great room to do it in. But it's a huge amount of work, and uh, I'd sort of run out of people to ask for a few people that I've asked that I'd like to 
like to come. Wolfgang Tillman's the one. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and how how does it how have they worked? Like how many people come along? How long do you run it for? Well, the, the workshops at AUT there was maximum of eighteen people over three days. Yeah, and I mean, for example, Paul Graham, Graham came yeah. with Renika Dijkstra, and um, each of us presented work in the morning, and then there would be portfolio reviews in the afternoon. God, I couldn't have been a student on that one. Right? Two, two, <laughs> of, two of my very big heroes yeah. to um, show your work against. And well, was it so? The idea was for the students as a work in progress yeah, that yeah, they don't want feedback yeah. on. I mean, I hate the idea of workshops where you've got to go out and shoot. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Because yeah. I, I can't do that. I can't shoot Sophie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's so competitive. You'll come back going, well, he's got the best one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is amazing. I mean, I've never met a person as successful as Rinnaker who is on edge the entire time about the quality of the work. Right. Honestly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Because um, if you... If you operate from the other side of the coin, where you think that um, um, that um, you're so great, I mean, it's um, <laughs> I think it's pernicious. It gets there. There's so much photography now, um, and this is something that's come up in every interview I've done. Is that how do you feel about that? People generally come down. It's a good thing or it's a bad thing. It's a good thing, as in photography's never been more popular. But then it's a dearth of the same images being shot again and again and put on Instagram. Well, on you know, I, I um, as I said, I go to Photo London and yeah. carry photo and wander around looking at the work on the walls, and so much of it is crap. Yeah, you know, and it's just not. It's just not me saying this. Every photographer I talk to say, "Oh, you had a look at the crap at Perry Photo this okay. year." You know? Yeah, yeah, and. Um, uh, uh, and I guess that's as I said before so much work just doesn't work on the walls okay so it's not um, it's not a bigger thing in that everyone wants to be a, a photographer or everyone wants to be an artist or whatever it is it's yeah. it's just a lot of that work isn't best suited for a wall you know it should be yeah, in a book yeah. it should uh, be and, in and, and yes of course everybody does want to be a photographer and I mean that's ridiculous and um, and of course, the whole technological, the digital technological revolution has made that possible, both in terms of the making and the and book production. You know? But you know, there's there's this great avalanche of books being made, but the channels of distribution are narrow. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I I count myself extremely fortunate to have. Daly Lewis is a publisher, and you know I've had books now published in two publishers in Germany, two in France, Italy, Japan, and so forth. And um, simply by showing up, it's interesting because I, I guess um, the importance of those smaller photo book publishers must increase in the sense that they've they've got to channel a lot of the crap. Mm. into producing something that is good hopefully if they're good um, yeah. photo book publishers Mac and everyone but yet there still doesn't seem to be any money for the publishers does there it's just, I guess it's not a money game is it no well, I, I, I I think the publishers the small publishers like Michael Mack and Daryl Lewis 
do it for the exact same reason that yeah. I make the pictures yeah. because yeah. we love it. Yeah. None of us are doing it for the money. Yeah. You know? No, it's I call it. It's my get poor quick scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Except Martin Parr, who's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I was going to say a handful of others, but <laughs> not that many. It's probably not even a handful, no. really. But see, you know, you take um, a guy like Joseph Kodelka, for example. I mean, he, um, his Gypsy series and so forth, he sold shitloads of that stuff to every major museum in the world. And once they've got the work, they're not coming back for any more. Right. So, you know, you might have a two or three year, very yeah. successful yeah. years of selling stuff yeah. and then scratching your head because no one wants yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? And for most people, I mean, you're in a nice position that you've had a career beforehand that's allowed you to yeah. pursue your artistic career. I actually but made some money. You made some money. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, a lot of people who are creating photography and photo books just do it. They're, they're academic photographers yeah. in, in terms of they work in an institution for their money yeah. and they no. produce that. Screw that. Book. No, yeah, no. yeah. No. <laughs> Every day's a work day. Every day's a holiday. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. So what you've been you've been Paris photo and everywhere. What's what's sticking out at the moment? What's the next book? Well, what's the next I'm, photographer on I'm, the up? No, no, I'm going back to because um, I've I've done a lot of self-published books and I put those on my blog and people buy them or I send them off to sort of the shakers and movers that I know because you know it's a I hate tipping my hat to my previous <laughs> life, but it's a brand building yeah. exercise. Yeah. You know? So I'm <laughs> I'm just going back through my um, archive, and I've hit on a really good printer here and a particular format, and I'm going to produce a series of bookworks. Um, I think around sixty-four pages, soft cover. Mm. You know, edition of either 50 or 75. Yeah, is that a New Zealand publisher? Then, no, no, it'll be published under my own imprint, printer. FAQ Editions. Um, but I'm sorry, the printers, is that, is that? New Zealand. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And that'll be printed digitally, and uh, yeah. you know, the quality's really good. So, yeah. And it's not outrageously expensive. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll do that, and it just, it just gives finality, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, and I've, I've got a couple of bookshops that I will take, I know will take the work, not here, in the UK, in the yeah. States. Yeah. So, um, so that's all taking along nicely. It's just on, you know, I mean, it's, I've, you know, there aren't enough hours in the day, mm. honestly. Mm. You know, and I can't, I can't sit at that computer for eight or ten or twelve hours. Yeah, you know? yeah. Is that a normal day when? I'm sorry. Is that a normal <laughs> day you when you're not out abroad shooting, or um, you're not shooting? It's, well, no, it's out shooting, or it's at the desk. No, I, I actually haven't shot for a few days. Um, it's all changed out a, there. There's a particular, <laughs> there's a particular documentary project that I'm working on, and one of the reasons I bought the um, Nikon D850. Is that you can change the format, um, <coughs> and um, so I'm shooting five four, 
on this camera, which still gives an immensely huge file. I'm shooting in color, but converting to black and white. And, uh, but day after day, the skies are like this. I want some dark skies. Okay. So I've yeah. not gone back to the location until it's... Stick your black and white filter on Photoshop. Yeah, well, it's okay. nice black skies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've done that. Um, so... But I've got more than enough work just to do on the various projects that I can have done. I, I kind of want to ask where's the motivation come from, but that's probably a silly question because you just don't know, you just want to do it. Because that's the obsessiveness. I, well, I'm motivated by the fact that I can do it better, I hope. You know? Yeah. And I want to see, I mean, um, someone asked Roger Bowen at the last workshop, what's, what's your best book work and he said the next one yeah and yeah it's true yeah so um i'm just interested in the next one